0: Hello and welcome to Dice Try, the RPG and Storytelling Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Schaub. So I started doing some research and putting together stuff for that Gothic horror story that I want to, that we want to do. But I just wanted to ask you guys some questions real quick about. I'll, I'll give you kind of the, the shortened version of the world. And then you can kind of talk to me about, like, how uh, your character might fit into that. I'm not necessarily saying that you need to know right at this moment what your character will be. But I want to put some things in your head to think about for the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, so I know we were talking about, like, 50s and 60s. But I went a little earlier than that mm-hmm. to 1908. Oh, nice. Um specifically uh for two reasons um during that time you know it's late victorian period a lot of richer people were using uh magic as kind of like parlor tricks you know they would invite people over to communicate with the dead via spirit mediums or stuff like that so Uh, ectoplasm yeah yeah. Yeah, that, that whole thing magicians would uh, be performing on stage instead of being relegated to carnivals and stuff like that um the theater of the grotesque which is that rich people would go watch a show in which somebody would be executed or whatever uh, they would use like real animal guts or whatever Grand so, yeah so the other reason that I chose that time period is that the story will revolve around something called the black patch tobacco wars, which is between 1904 and 1909, a bunch of tobacco farmers basically formed a vigilante army in Kentucky and were attacking sharecroppers and stuff like that. And there was a lot of race buried into that as well, uh, race relations and stuff like that. In the early 1900s, there's no exact year, but in Kentucky, a woman and her son were burned at the stake for witchcraft. So those are kind of the things that are floating around in the world at that time. I do want to say that I want to try and avoid, um, if you are magic casters, try and avoid something that might be tied to race, such as voodoo, because I think that's... Something that could very easily fall into racial stereotyping, and
2: yeah, not to interrupt, but I don't think anyone's really thinking about role playing outside of their race, at least yeah. I'm not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just so, so specifically using like voodoo magic, or
0: yeah, yeah, so I feel like uh, I don't want to tie it to any sort of racial connotation per se. So I just want to hear from you guys a little bit, like if your character is an actual magic caster and that's sort of a rarity in the world, how you as a player might be interested in being a magic caster, such as like a spirit medium or even a rainmaker or something like that. Cause that would have been a thing back in the early 1900s, you know, guys showing. Like the, the, What is it? The rods with the water? Yeah. Or saying that they could uh, create rain for the crops or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dowsing? What is it? Dowsing? Dowsing? Uh, Yeah. Part of my idea was that you all work for a secret society called the Keller House, which is supposedly a house of magic, but it's really like charlatans, like stage magicians and spirit mediums who get hired by rich people to go perform or you'll, they, the way they make money is they go out and something like miraculous will happen and they'll take credit for it. Like, oh, it hasn't rained in Nevada for the past two years. Suddenly a thunderstorm hits while somebody from the Keller house goes and pretends that they were the one who caused the rain to make money. Oh, Potentially, you guys could be actual magic casters or charlatans yourselves. Okay. <laughs> Just give me uh, like a little bit of an idea of if you're gonna tell be telling a gothic horror story with kind of an investigation element in it, what you might want to play as a character.
1: Well, I was thinking of maybe being like a medium who like tells fortunes or whatever, and that's sort of my like facade. But being an actual like healer for for people that who are in the know can come to me for like, you know, like healing potions. Back in those days, they they would there'd be like a sort of like a midwife that would perform abortions safely for people who, you know, didn't have that option and things, you know, sort of tying it into things like that kind
2: of a medical but also kind of a witchy lady.
1: Yeah, but like on the down low, so only like people who yeah. were like in the know would would be able to get those things, but then I would make money off of like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a tarot reading for you. Yeah. And woo! <laughs> okay. Pretty
0: cool. clever. Uh, Paul, did you have any idea about what you might want to do?
3: You, you mentioned this is in Kentucky,
0: right? Yes.
3: Well, I feel really dumb saying this. <laughs> uh, what what were people speaking like back then? Were they were they deep in that that Southern accent?
0: Uh, By the yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, okay. I would say that it would actually probably be more pronounced because mm-hmm. uh, based on what I understand of linguistics, um, that rich Southern tradition, that aristocracy. Spoke with that accent to basically mark themselves as colonists, essentially. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, you know, I I would like to do a character who is non-magical, but I feel like that's also what I was before. Mm-hmm. So, if said, hey, maybe you should do a magical character, I'd be totally down for that. Okay.
2: I mean, is there a, uh, if I, how are you feeling about the accent? Are you excited about it? Was that a question? Because you... myself, I, I definitely want to do the accent. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you want to do the accent and if that's an exciting thing, like maybe there's a local liaison, like someone who, who either calls the Keller house or someone who is
3: connected some way to the actual network. What if it's like a lawman? And they, it's kind of out of their depth of, you know, what they do. And they're like, I don't know how to deal with this, you know. Uh, and maybe they're like, I know some people who know some things. You Would know? that be like this world's equivalent of a ranger?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was actually going to mention this. So I did some research on Kentucky folklore. And there's not a, a lot about magic, but there is an awful lot about monsters. And... Dungeons and Dragons some fantasy rangers are basically people who track monsters for a living. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So maybe that is something that you have come across in the past yeah, as really a lawman cool. and yeah. maybe you don't know if it's real. Maybe you do know it's real. I like that. I like that okay. a lot. That'd be kind of interesting. You tie together like a cult
2: and paranormal. Yeah. And then he'll be yeah. kind of like the tie to the real world. Someone who's just kind of investigates but
0: meets people who are into weird stuff (laughs) and then uh earl did you have any particular ideas about how Um, you want to interpret your character for this story yeah i mean i guess since
2: we're going so far back i would assume that i would assume that there are major uh headquarters in large cities for the Keller House, yes, is that a correct assumption? Yeah, it would
0: mostly be on the coast, so like yeah. San Francisco and Philly kind yeah. of
2: thing. So like I, I would imagine that we, I would be deployed uh, down to this area. Like I had this sort of weird idea of like a, like kind of like a soothsayer. Like traditionally, as far as like lineage goes, but like like not quite Shinto priest level of soothsayer, but again, sort of in that spirit medium um, rituals and 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 charms and 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 calligraphy and whatnot, and trained like in traditional Japanese and Korean like mystic arts. I imagine this this magic to be sort of
0: like kind of older, like, and... and sort of uh, like the uh, Exorcist guy in The Wailing? Yes, yes, yes. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty
2: much exactly, actually. Okay. Okay. But I would, like, one of the things that I'm thinking of is just sort of in the realm of reality or the um, realm of, like, <laughs> I know we're talking about monsters and <laughs> cryptids and whatnot, but we're using a very specific place and a very specific time. Like, it would be that my character has somehow gotten a Western education or, or somehow gets to boarding school and is pretty much educated and, you know, in a, in a very Western mentality, like, but in a very like proper, not primitive savage trope, but in sort of that, like rides the line of very foreign and very, uh, not the no way that
0: Western is, Yeah. Major,
2: yeah. But is still sort of learning the connections and conduits of, of how that subset of magic works within this whole sort of empirical understanding of of what the mystic arts are. I guess is sort of my was my like initial thinking of what what to look at or, or how to build build my character um, I don't know if that seems if that's helpful or if that's
0: Knowing these things will just kind of help me tell the story in such a way that it will be useful to the skills that your characters will have
3: because
2: yeah. I don't
0: necessarily want to write something that then turns out your characters can't do
2: <laughs> You know what I mean? I would assume that our, we have a uniform from the no i don't, I don't think so i, mean, and because, I don't mean like a like actual like you know like emblems and things but like in the sort of like men in black have a uniform like we all have coats jackets umbrella i don't know or something or like some sort of element of a accessory that sort of sets us as being a
0: a unit or are just we looking like normal people well you definitely don't look like normal people because part of the well part of the thing with the keller house is that they're like there's a performative aspect to all the uh, members of it so like if you are an eastern practitioner they might ask you to dress in a more eastern fashion because mm-hmm. all the western audiences would be Oh, look at the strange Eastern man with the yeah. long beard and the robes or whatever. You would probably have some sort of insignia on a ring or something like that. Maybe a stamp that you can seal envelopes with. Something like that. I mean, your insignia ring could do both. You get a hat pin? Sure. I mean, you
1: could have a hat pin <laughs> if you want to have
0: a hat
2: pin. No, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of like... Like if uh, if they would rather me be sort of leaning into uh, the exoticness, then maybe I do have long hair. Maybe I do hold it up. Maybe it does stay fastened in a way.
1: It'll well, fall and into the it also a weapon. <laughs> and it would be interesting too, I think, because it is supposed to be a bit more on the down low, right? The like society. The name of
0: the the name of the place. Is that is yeah on the down low,
1: uh? So, having like this some sort of emblem that maybe is interpreted differently for some people, like maybe for me, it's a pendant, maybe for you, it's a hat pin, maybe for Paul, it's a ring, sort of yeah. thing. But they all, you know, maybe they all do the, the wax seal thing as like it a, works as a, as as a, it works but, like, a but it's like housing is different for everyone.
2: Yeah, like it's an accessory, or maybe it's like
0: a cufflink. Yeah, ooh, a cufflink. I don't think normal people would recognize the symbol. I think it's more to identify yourself to other members of the Keller House. Uh Uh-huh. Because the idea is sort of a well-kept secret that all mystics in America, even the ones who perform on stage and aren't actually mystics or magicians, all work for the Keller house are registered in okay. some way. Yeah.
3: So it's a thing where like going throughout the rest of society, you will deal with the kind of normal things in early 20th century, you know, problems people would have yeah. until you interact with someone who, who knows that world. Yeah.
2: Um, as far as the network goes of the Keller house, I don't know. I imagined it like in like a government agency kind of like FBI kind of even in like a a, what Doctor Strange kind of like there's a headquarters, there's a branch, there's a liaison for the city or like a liaison for the region, and then we report to them. Or is it like we're all just sort of freelance and we all just sort of have to sort of figure it out? There's no like central
0: information place. There is a bureaucracy to it, but it might be more something like um, the Explorer Society of London or something like that. Like there are bureaucratic members sitting in a very cushy house, let's say, in like Philadelphia, for our example. And they will send out agents to go unexplore the untamed regions of the earth. In this case, being like more mystical type Situations, mm. but then they also send out people to go on stage and sell people on the idea of magic. Uh huh. So I don't necessarily think they would have like heads of each state or each city. Okay. But they do have like agents that they send out to the world, and some are more just like stage positions, and some are actually like, I'm going to go investigate this supposed sea monster living in Lake Erie Uh and I'll report back to the Keller house, whether or not there's actually a sea monster there. And if we could make money on this event somehow (laughs) is.
2: So then there is like a central command that gives orders that we sort of report to. And there's like a officer hierarchy. Like, is there like we're on a team or we are all agents that get put on
0: teams It's sort of like uh, maybe the Masonic Temple or something, you know? Like there's the temple leader and his chairs that sit with him making the important decisions. And then there's officers right below them kind of working their way down. And depending on the needs that are presented, they might just send out one agent or they might send out a team of agents. Okay. How do we get... Into the
3: Keller House. How how did we get here?
0: I imagine it might be like pro wrestling, you know, like um, you're performing at some shitty stage in San Francisco or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or you're breeding fortunes in a tent somewhere in like a mining camp. And somebody just approaches you. So yeah, you kind of get scouted. All
2: of the mystical entertainers
0: have been like like
2: that. The public sees in this universe, in this world, in this version of America,
0: are all conscripted somehow to the Keller House. I would say a majority, especially if it's in the Keller House's best interests, they're sort of okay. privatizing. Magic as well.
2: Magic. I mean, because it's also like this is the era of like it's like Houdini, right? That's the same, is that the same time period?
0: Yeah, it would be like Houdini early vaudeville, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of uh performing on stage, you know, white men pretending to be Eastern. <laughs> oh, Chung
1: Stew! Right.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I do actually love Chung Ling like just
0: as a bizarre specimen of of human (laughs) so yeah i would say a vast majority but maybe not all so if you wanted to say oh my character isn't in the keller house but they are a mystic i would say that probably one of you needs to be in it at least um yeah i know paul has already kind of said that maybe he's like your eyes on the ground, like a local lawman or hunter from Yeah,
2: yeah. Well like shit that he can't explain or or, or stuff that's happened They're like oh i arrested this person and then they were gone <laughs> like or this person has no fingerprints
0: like without spoiling how this story exactly is going to start a weird thing is going to happen to paul's character any contacts someone at the keller house who he's run across before because keller agents have come to that part of the country before
1: <laughs> it's, uh, fried chicken related how did you know
3: eight, there's actually <laughs>
2: 11 of them? They're known as the Spicy Council. Uh, they've been ruling that area with an iron fist. Uh, and
0: <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. But the mission is to get the secret recipe to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, the leader <laughs> of the Keller House is the Colonel. Well,
1: the, <laughs> this so is the his,
0: story of how KFC became KFC.
1: The his secret is that it's not chicken, it's a cockatrice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man that's why it's so delicious that's
1: why (laughs) it's so delicious (laughs) oh shit taste
3: the magic
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you have any questions for me Krista about the campaign that I'm planning so I can kind of think about it or questions that you might have that I can answer
1: I feel like I need a little bit more of the world to like form my character, cause I just have that like base idea of it so far, mm-hmm. of like someone who is that sort of under the table doctor that people go to for things. But I'm also kind of have a front as like fortune teller. How much? How much like of that sort of magic is in that area? I know you said that it's a lot of like folklore and monster stuff, but is there any sort of like sex of magic that I should be driving towards, aside from, like, you know, traditional White Witch, Wiccan sort of situation? So,
0: the idea of, like, a traveling fortune teller would not have been that unusual. Mm -hmm. Might not have necessarily traveled to, like, smaller communities in the South, especially in Kentucky around that time period, because somebody a woman and her child were burned at the stake in the early 1900s for witchcraft. Mm-hmm. If you are, like, a traveling fortune teller, you've probably traveled two areas similar to that, but maybe not that exact same area. In terms of the white witch Wiccan thing, um, spirit heal- healers would have been a thing, but they probably would have been either, A, more associated with... Um, like Christianity, like laying on of hands and stuff like that, or some kind of either Eastern or Native American sect. Yeah. I Uh, feel like
2: if anything in that area, there's like like hoodoo, like hill folk, mm -hmm. like Appalachian magic, which is sort of this like country
0: mountain magic. That's not necessarily that you have to be that specific.
2: No, but I mean, I, I, as far as like what would be in that area that like yeah. people would know, I guess is more what I'm what I'm talking about because I think those are the points of context that maybe you would disguise as maybe not, you know, or like you would whatever your magic is is putting on the clothes of yeah. the country in because that's the area you're in. But then once you move to like if you were going then up to down to the south, you you know, you could then, it could be contextualized in a different type of magic or stuff like that.
3: I think that's going to help with the podcast itself. I think I like this idea of even everyone doing a little bit of research into yeah. characters in time because I feel like that was the one thing that was kind of missing with
0: Aloha. That's always the hard thing about yeah. playing in um yeah. in a fantasy world. That has no connection to reality. Yeah. Like the fact that, you know, there is gonna be a supernatural element to the story, but yet it is set in America at some time in the past that actually existed. Yeah. And using, you know, actual historical events and places as touchstones. Makes it a little easier, yeah. Especially when you like create a fantasy world from scratch, because you know, there are fantasy worlds that they've written dozens of books about to help players and DMs know. But if you want to make something from scratch, it always gets more difficult, especially if I start to forget the names of things and places that I've created, which happens. I will say that the place you are traveling to, basically, it's all going to take place on one plantation community once you actually travel there. Basically, a town that springs up around a plantation. All the workers and their families live there. It is going to be God fearing country. So, there might be some pushback if you are openly presenting yourself as, you know, mystics.
1: I have a feeling I'm going to buy a lot of books on this subject because I <laughs> want to read them in general. Like they, they reference one in this article, which is Midwives and Nurses A History of women Healers. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. cool.
2: Down. I didn't I want that down. book for myself. <laughs>
1: So, would it be more beneficial for my character to be more of, like, someone who isn't, ne- not necessarily, like, a fortune teller, but is, like, on the down low, a healer that maybe has, like, a... a day job. <laughs> no, no, but, like, a, basically a front. Yeah, like, yeah, An herb shop where you can get, like, your high <laughs> goods, but I also sell, like, herbs for witchcraft, and if you know, like, the, like, secret knocker or whatever... I'll take you into the back room for healing sessions or
0: I think you could probably get away with being a traveling fortune teller uh-huh. because tarot reading has always been kind of considered, you know, like the safe version of like
1: right,
0: yeah. Of witchcraft. And they're also kind of like, uh, you know, traveling snake oil salesmen or something like that. They're generally kind of considered harmless. People think more of the the people who go to see you. Like, they think more less of them for having to go see you than of you yourself. Like, I can't believe that uh, Cletus went to see that tarot reader. What an idiot. I didn't think he was someone who believed in that. Who? who it,
1: I do kind would, of love oh. that element of having like people trust me but like people who are in the know like really
0: trust me. <laughs> yeah. I mean your cover could also be kind of transient dependent upon what like, yeah. your mission or where you're traveling is like oh sometimes she's a seamstress and sometimes she's a school teacher. I thought of two very like classically feminine occupations and I didn't do that on purpose. But uh, considering the time period, it would also probably be the like the le- least conspicuous for a woman.
1: I probably wouldn't be a woman traveling by myself as like a salesperson.
3: You could have muscle, though. You could. That would be interesting.
1: Like if I was like, <laughs> oh, you could buy my tea. But I was also thinking like, of being not necessarily a traveling person, but someone within the community that people... Have gone to for a long time for for things specifically like abortion and things like that as the safe haven for that. Do
0: you, so, do you, are you thinking that you already live in Kentucky in this yeah. community that? They, they... I
1: mean, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Oh. If, if having a traveling element, it would be easier. Easier. It depends. I mean, I'm pretty fluid with mine. I don't care. I um, will to make potions and shit. <laughs> and help people.
0: <laughs> no, I think that could still work. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be aware of certain things that are going on within the community. Because otherwise it might ruin the mystery of what you're trying to solve.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Because we're coming into that town to...
0: To find a, someone.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think the traveling thing would probably be a better...
0: Yeah, especially if you're connected with the uh, Keller house.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it, I don't think it necessarily makes sense that they would just have an agent living in a small plantation community that only, you know, serves like 400, 500 people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What so year are we thinking about this, Dan? 1908.
0: 19- oh, wait. Yeah. It would Radical be post-Civil like- War... The most recent war would have been the Filipino-American War,
3: Uh,
2: which would have
0: wrapped up in 1901 or 1900.
2: That was a fucked up war. A lot of brown people died for a country that's thousands of miles away that they'd never go
0: to or ever see. (laughs) <laughs> also, the in the uh, invasion of Cuba for the first time would have occurred around that time. While the Filipino American War, you know, was pretty tragic, not that many U.S. soldiers were sent there, nor to Cuba. And the interactions between like Texas and Mexico weren't like massive battles, so it was like smaller pockets of violence. Okay, I, I think one of the things that I might need to
2: do just to do some logistical things. I might have to be my like my character might have to be connected to the government in some way. Uh, mainly just because this is post Chinese Exclusion Act and Tree Immigration Act. So it's just this weird thirty. It's in that thirty-year span of eighteen ninety to nineteen twenty-four or something where there was like. Literally zero yellow people <laughs> coming in, <laughs> like super special exceptions, which I think is totally possible. And
3: oh, um, Teddy Roosevelt was the president. Okay,
2: like I could have like
3: ambassador.
2: I don't know some sort of connection, maybe even to British government, where like I I would be considered a British operative as opposed to an Asian operative or something like that. That that makes it so that it there would yeah. be exceptions made. Yeah. In a realistic or logical sense, I'll do some researching. What is the power that this organization has as far as like it being a secret society, like being, you know, called upon for? Like, is it like Men in Black? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, no, but they are, because they do do, like, private performances for a lot of, like, industrialists and politicians, you know, doing spirit readings in their parlor and stuff like that. They are deeply connected to high levels of government and industry newspapers. Okay, so, so then, like, by that, by that
2: mark, it could even be possible that, like, this person was brought over... From this place for a specific series of in-home engagements, or like for a series of seances, or you know, like like spirit communications within the homes of this, 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 this. You know, like it's like a tour. Like it yeah. could be, you know, it could be that
0: maybe that's a thing. Like yeah, I think that that probably would have happened. Uh, I can't say that with like a hundred percent certainty. Yeah but yeah it probably did happen. Well I mean they brought, they brought performers
2: over from the UK from you know all over the world to America. Yeah. For a long time now like it's been a thing that's been happening for ages. So there's probably a, some sort of system or maybe this is like a the advent the early the earliest advent of the uh N1 uh exceptional talent visa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first N1 receivers are actually all magic users like mystical art secret operatives that you know oh this person's a melodrama actor like oh this person is a composer they're exceptionally talented they must be here like but one person like shapeshifts and the other person like can, can control people's minds through music or so I don't know like yeah, <laughs> interesting
3: yeah I feel like there are ways for your
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean I'm not saying it's impossible it's just things that I'm thinking yeah. of like, in order to make a solid, you know,
3: series of actions of why are you here and how did you get here? But I but I love, also like that just like in the grander schemes of like, people aren't expecting someone who is Asian to be in these areas and the people of it being like, how the fuck did you get into, it? like, how, how are you here?
2: I think I may set myself like linguistically, lingually to have a British accent, like culturally as far as like, one, it's one of the best ones I can do cuz I want to okay <laughs> um but then like i feel as though it would be a distinguishing factor because this is my life but like race and class and and sort of this idea of how this foreign human would be perceived in this particularly rural you know sort of setting as well as then having this very elevated speech that that you know, people recognize and understand where that's from or what that denotes, but then being attached to a face that they would never actually
0: make that association, association with. Yeah.
3: Restrictions to Japanese immigrants to the United States is official in 1908.
0: So, yeah, if your character came before that, especially under the auspices of the far reaching pockets of Keller House, you know, bending government rule. Yeah. You could definitely play that you're either Korean or... I'd probably do either Korean or Japanese because those
3: are
2: the closest ones that I feel most comfortable doing.
3: (laughs) The New York Times Square ball dropped for the first time in
2: 1908. Oh, that's interesting. That's really bizarre.
3: Whoa, fire in Pennsylvania kills 170 people. Yeah, Um, an opera house. Oh, there's so many fires that happened this year. a fire in Michigan that killed 37 people. There was a fire in, in Cleveland.
2: I mean, yeah, but because these there's no there are no such things fire. as fire alarms and there're no such <laughs> things as sprinklers yet. Well, there
1: also wasn't really anything <laughs> as like actual fire brigades by that time yeah. yeah it was all like local things right or, or uh, like well after heads. the
2: chicago fire things started i think when was
1: the chicago fire
3: 1871
2: 18, yeah i think they would have started they might not okay. have been like ready and battle tested but they would have had like uh
1: It wasn't, it wasn't, everyone come out and grab your
2: bucket. Yeah, it would have been a little more organized than the buckets. It would have been like, oh, these guys who have done the bucket thing before are
3: going to do the bucket thing now. (laughs) There was a Springfield race riot in 1908. Oh, Oh. Oh, yeah. Some black men were accused of raping two white women. Sheriff snuck them out of town before they were lynched. And then a mob of 5,000 white Americans destroyed an entire town.
2: Yep. We learned about this in school. I don't feel like it was contextualized. Yeah. yeah. It was a fully uh, racial thing when yep. I was in school. But it is definitely...
3: Yeah, Springfield was was before Tulsa. Yeah. I mean, there were so many, unfortunately. You know, that's the sad part.
0: It's well, that, yeah. You know? If you look at the years in 1900 that I sent in the group chat, like 1907, there were race riots in San Francisco because they segregated Japanese children from white children. The next year in 1909, there were race riots around the country because an African-American boxer had beat a white heavyweight boxer. The Alpha
3: Kappa Alpha Sorority, the first Greek letter organization by and for black college women,
1: is established. (laughs)
3: Oh. Mother's Day this is right for the first
1: time. And Devin's Day, whoever Devin is.
3: Betty Davis was born in
1: 1908. Betty Davis. <laughs>
3: Tex Avery was born in 1908. Really? Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart was born in 1908. Oh gee. Oh gee. Jimmy Stewart. The model the Model T Ford was introduced in 1908 for 800 dollars they sold that thing for eight hundred dollars, which is approximately twenty-one thousand five hundred dollars in twenty seventeen. Eight hundred dollars for a car becomes in today's
2: 000. money. I, that just makes
3: me think of fucking my favorite murder in today's money. That would be seventeen million dollars. <laughs> Joseph McCarthy was born in nineteen 19- oh eight. Yeah. Whoa, uh, that's
2: bizarre and funny.
3: Oklahoma is introduced to the United States in February of 19. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. 46 <laughs> stars added to the United States. Play. Oklahoma.
2: Oh, wait, you meant the state. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma. <where> the <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and the living we sure smells sweet when the wind comes We you No know we belong to the thing. Oh, sorry i to say yeah. Oh you bio,
3: Yeah.
1: I shouldn't be spending sixty-three dollars in books about uh Appalachian folk magic. So I'm trying to figure out which one I should take out of, I think. So I only get three books well, instead I feel of like four a books. Of them, of them Can you get
3: have- them on Kindle for cheaper?
1: Yeah. I I Kindle and I fucked that, I want a book.
0: I
2: want the paper. I must feel the incantations.
1: Surprisingly, Target has all of these
0: on their like shelves right now. You witchy Target.
1: Uh, no, it's, you have to buy it from online. They don't have them in stores. The
3: Chicago Cubs won the World Series in I forgot. Well,
2: yeah, that. I mean, duh. That's the that's the only other time we've won it. I'm very aware.
3: Um, um, everything should take place of the curse of the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> like after they win the World Series, all this shit hits the fan in Kentucky for some.
0: What was the name well, of that goat? Is the bill- I don't remember I don't the exact movie movie story.
3: Heard of the, the Billy Goat. Here we go. Yep. Pet goat named Murphy was bothering other fans. Siennis was asked to leave Wrigley Field. Oh, so
0: he brought a goat into the stands with him?
3: Yes. His pet yeah, goat he- Murphy was bothering his other fans. Siennis was asked to leave Wrigley Field. On his way out, he declared that. Them Cubs, they aren't going to win no more, which had been interpreted to mean that the Cubs would never win again. Another National League pennant, at least for the remainder of Siennes' life. I Just
0: imagine you go to a baseball game now, or like a hockey game or whatever, and the person sitting next to you has a goat. It, oh excuse God. me, sir, but your goat is eating my popcorn. <laughs> what else
2: What else is a goat supposed to do at a baseball game, sir?
1: Just staring at you with like, those like dead rectangle eyes. Like, Maybe
2: you should give it some popcorn. What did it, I like, mean, geez, this is some fucking popcorn,
0: man. $18 popcorn. I'm sorry, this is my therapy goat, so it's allowed to be here.
1: I saw that <laughs> someone had a therapy peacock.
0: They're trying to get on a plane. Yeah. What a peaceful noise piece peacock makes. For real. Oh.
1: Ah, ah! Isn't that what they sound like? It's something weird like that, right?
0: Yeah. I believe they also hiss when they get angry. Like, a lot of snake noises they use in movies, I believe, are peacocks. Really? Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Not showing you all know, peacock. Yeah, such
0: a totally calming noise to have while you're sitting on an airplane.
3: And then those people who have, like, them as pets. Just imagine that. Oh, well. Like,
0: every morning. <laughs> Hey, Earl, uh, do you have any exciting news going on in your life? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it
2: just so happens to be that today, the day this broadcasts, is the day that this project that I've been working on for many years is finally releasing Ghost of Tsushima, which is the newest uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive IP uh, video game produced by Sucker Punch Productions uh, is releasing today. Uh, I play a character in the game uh, named Norio. It's-a me! Norio! Hopefully you find him, and hopefully you save him, please. <laughs> Otherwise, I just won't be in your game, which... Uh, you know, is up to you because it's choice and you're a player and open world. Mm. And
3: if you don't uh, do it the first time, play it again. <laughs>
2: <it's> yeah. <forever. laughs> if you missed me completely the first time, I'm going to have to tell you, you probably fucked up the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should start a hashtag, uh, hashtag save Earl. Save <laughs> 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 Norio. <laughs> I mean,
2: <yeah. laughs> don't, don't miss him. I mean, it's kind of hard to miss me, but like, I just don't think the game would be as fun for you because you don't get this <laughs> you at every turn, helping you uh, be a better ninja samurai. <laughs> uh,
0: Sucker Punch, the game developers, they're probably most famous for the infamous series. Yes. Infamous one and two second son,
2: all of the infamous uh, Sly Cooper is there other than Game is falling in a lineage of great games. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's also really nice because this game falls at a sort of bookend for the PS4. Um, I think it's really nice and is a really great sort of, I don't know, feather and and sucker punches cap. I'm pretty sure Second Son was a release PS4 title or like with the the console, you had this new Infamous game. And then sort of at the close of the console, really, I'm nearly positive that this is the final PS4 exclusive, like AAA PS4 yeah. exclusive title for that console. Um, fantastic. So for those of you who don't follow video games, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a open-world action-adventure RPG that puts you in the shoes of a uh, samurai warrior named Jin Sakai. And he essentially is the survivor of the Mongolian invasion of Tsushima Island of Japan uh, that happens uh, all the way back in the 1200s. And you play as Jin going through this post-invasion Tsushima Island, essentially trying to save your island and your country from Mongol invaders uh, who are basically brutalizing your entire country and way of life. Uh, And through this you are forced to use a series of new tactics and new ways of fighting that sort of would not have been uh, initially done in the sort of terms of warfare back then. You sort of resort into becoming this figure known as the ghost. Um, And therefore you are
3: becoming the first ninja. Ninja.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it has elements of stealth. It has elements of of platforming. It has all of these sort of uh, really intricate, beautiful uh, visuals wrapped up in this journey of becoming this force it's it should be an exciting game
0: for y'all. Well, we're all super excited. Um, are you planning on maybe Twitch streaming your playthrough of it or anything like that? Well, I am technically as of now. I have
2: the entirety of of the seventeenth uh, today off. Um, I will probably be twitching. We'll be streaming, we'll be at least recording, maybe something. Um, hopefully, being able to get to the por- pi- point where I see myself on. Uh, a screen in a video game which will be like a really super surreal moment for me uh um, and probably everyone
3: else
0: around me um playing in the other yeah we'll but, uh, what are what are your uh, social deets so people can watch you oh. discover yourself in the game yes um on twitch my
2: handle is earl of Samich uh m i t c h normally it's just no it's it's just like Samich not sam i t c h but that one was somehow taken by someone already in Twitch. Uh, whoever you are, that's my name. <laughs> uh, <No. laughs> uh, or uh, as well as, like, I'll probably be, I, I tweet and, and uh, socials a lot. You can find me on Instagram, uh, at Firestorm, or uh, at Earl of Samich on Twitter, E-A-R-L-O-F-S-A-M-M-I-C-H. Uh, um, and then also, if you are going on the socials, please connect to Dice Try, and all of everyone else on the team because we all post interesting, wonderful, generally leftist radical things. So hold on to your hats, folks.
0: <laughs> uh, Krista, are you still doing uh, live streams of makeup?
1: Yes, uh, I took a, a little bit of a break, uh, usually every Wednesday I do them, my, maybe on Saturdays as well, depending on how slow things are for me, so you can find that at Crystal Llewellyn M-U-A, uh, so it's C-R-I-S-T-A-L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N-M-U-A, it's a long one, that's just my name, but um, <laughs>
2: There's a, no, great, no. there's a great video uh, where Krista does my face. Yeah. Where we do, where we do a little tiny face. Mm-hmm. You know, little tiny face uh, drag makeup. On the nose. Y'all watch that. That's, hey that's,
1: that's <laughs> up on my Instagram. And then I also am going to be launching, launching an Etsy page for my uh, face masks. And like I make brush rolls and makeup mats and things like that. So you can find that um on etsy uh, as shop rogue and then eventually i'm gonna have an instagram up i don't know the handle for that yet because i haven't made it but it will probably be something around shop rogue and you can find all of the links at my personal account which is lady underscore rogue underscore sorry for the complications it's harder to say it out loud than just typing it into something (laughs)
0: That's all right. I had a thought the other day. How would you do yeah. a makeup to make somebody's skin look like a uh, the bark of a tree?
1: Um, you can have prosthetic pieces like that. You can also just paint a uh, sort of a la Peter from Hunger Games. You can you can do that illusion with just painting, like painting that texture into there using highlights and shadows. But to get the like actual texture of it, you could do like a prosthetic piece. You could do like tissue and latex to get that sort of like texture if you want to do it a little cheaper. And depending on the type, the type of tree. So. Yeah,
3: you're a smooth, a
0: smooth
1: skin Like a birch tree apartment. might be different than a cedar tree. Redwoods. I
0: Redwoods. think that would just be a cool thing to Redwoods. maybe do on here.
1: That, yeah, that would be a fun one. I want to, I really want to do a makeup, I've been trying to plan it with, with my friend Kate, of doing uh, that scene in Greek mythology of Daphne running away from Apollo and turning into the tree. So I want to do that, like, body paint of, like, half, like, female and then half turning into a um, olive tree. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah.
3: If you
2: did the hand, like, that would be... Those yeah. Hands, I would be, like, because you've seen the, like, you've seen the painting of the, of yeah. the woman who's like, who's, like, twisting
1: and, like... Yeah, she's like, like this. And,
2: like, go up into the, into the like, uh-huh. the tree canopy.
1: There's a sculpture, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Greek mythology, such great source material. GTM,
0: what do you have going on?
3: Uh, I have an Instagram at gtoya.melendez, which is like my professional. Oh. I have a YouTube channel called At the Bar Drunk Movie Reviews that everyone should check out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where I get my friends drunk. Uh, and we review. It. And Dan's done us uh, episodes. We've all some done episodes. Carl's done, done, yeah. done episodes. I feel bad because I told Dan we were gonna do Star Wars like two months ago, and we never did. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> Let's do it.
2: I mean, you're not missing <laughs> much. I yeah. was gonna say, Gabe. Um, yeah. Hopefully, if the scheduling continues correctly, because uh, we are technically, I think, on track for Han to be available on Amazon Prime, hopefully within the next month. Oh, nice. So, that's exciting. Gabe and I made a short film way back a few years ago. Uh, 2017, oh, no, 2017, 2016, going into 2017. We took it on the festival circuit. We won a couple of awards. We got admitted to a couple of festivals um, and it kind of sort of shat, sat on the shelf for a bit just because both Gabe and I have been super busy. And then Zach, our other um, co-creator, cohort, co-genius, um, was, we've all sort of been uh, doing a bunch of things, but it, Finally, we got some stuff together, and we've uploaded a version of it to Amazon Prime Direct. So hopefully in the next coming weeks, that will get approved and will
3: be available, and y'all can actually see the awesome work that we do. You can see it. You can rent it. You can buy it. You can stream it.
1: it. it. You can have
3: it. Yeah. Yeah and have a copy of our love. Mm-hmm. You get
2: to hear my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: get to, you get to see all sorts of things. Like it's it's
2: it's a good time. It's a good time.
0: What are you what are you up to, Dan? You want Oh, you can follow me, uh, Hemingway Light on all the socials. That's H E M I N G W A Y L I T E. Hemingway Light. At Twitter and Instagram. I don't really post a whole lot on there. You may occasionally see me post something angry at like eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Those are my favorite <laughs> tweets. Oh, did you read that entire thread? <laughs> no. Oh, I was very angry. <laughs>
2: angry Dan.
0: But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't have a whole lot going on right now. Maybe hopefully in the future I can Post something exciting for you. Well, yes. well,
3: I was thinking this. This doesn't have to go into the episode, but um, maybe posting things on the research that you're doing for Dice Strike would be really interesting or build up to what we're gonna go into. You know, like a preview or like a hinting or yeah, a... Like here's an interesting thing about what happened in 1908 or here's an interesting thing about what happened to the back of Wars You know, yeah. Um, but it's it's enough there that I think people can be like, oh, this is really interesting. What? Why are they posting this? I think
1: we have an hour's worth of material. <laughs> well, yeah, and we can like we can edit it with, <laughs> with the
2: one that with we, the talked one about last we talked week. about last week, yeah. too, right? Yeah.
1: And that can be our episode of just like talking about stuff.
0: I did just realize, wow, we've been talking for a while, and I have not done an intro to the episode, because we were just talking... Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of Dice Try. Thank you for listening to the episode, everybody. And it was nice to chat with you all. See!
3: Yeah! Oh, and nail
0: it. See Thank you for listening to Dice Try. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub. In this episode's cast has included Paul Dixon, Earl Kim, and Crystal Llewellyn. This production has been edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez with special music provided by Glenn Davis. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dicetri Podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and review. I tried to walk into a Target the other day, but I missed.
1: Get out!
0: Hey guys, what do, you, what do you call a Sasquatch with a good throwing arm? I don't know! I don't want to know! A yeetie. <laughs> I'm
2: just gonna shake my head. Just keep shaking my head.
0: Why are you guys so upset?
3: Oh wow, the original cast recorded Hamilton in 1908.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, I don't even get that
1: joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> That's a, a game
3: joke.
0: joke.
1: <laughs> yeah.